0: is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. In the last episode, I talked about six ways to deliver excellent customer service, especially when a customer is calling in because there's a problem. And as I said in that episode, sometimes that's what we think of as customer service is simply handling customers' problems or requests or answering their questions. And customer service goes far beyond that. It's not simply just being available in case a customer calls. It's how you provide your service. It's how you follow up, how you check in, how you onboard a new client client or customer, how you communicate with them. Customer service is inherent in every part of the sales and delivery of whatever your product or services so we've got that clear right that customer service is a piece of every part of your business so let's go back to the main thing we think of with customer service which is customer calls and is not happy and With those, those other ways that I talked about in the last episode, things like being empathetic, really working to truly try to solve their problem, making it about the customer, remembering that these people are humans with their own stories, putting yourself in the other person's shoes and slowing down. I wanted to go more in depth with specific techniques and strategies to use in these situations and the reason why I bring these up is because we're talking about these situations where the customer calls and is truly upset frustrated maybe even angry and so the energy level is a little heated and as humans our tendency is to is to match the energy level of the person with whom we're communicating. And that will be, I'll talk about that as the fourth one. So there are four techniques that I want to share with you to handle these highly charged situations. So the first one is to pretend that you're talking or writing, if you're responding an email, to your grandma. And hopefully you had a wonderful grandma like I did. And she, it was... I can still hear her voice and she's no longer with us. And she really was like a mother to me. She actually delivered me because I was born in the backseat of a car. Uh, How's that for interesting uh, tidbit about Dawn? Anyway, she's obviously a very special person. Even though she's gone, she's still a very special person in my life. And, you know, you knew she was angry, like really angry, if she used the word "damn," and um, that was like, "Uh oh, Grandma's mad," because <laughs> she just said "damn it." Um, so that was she was that kind of grandma, right? So, if our natural human response is to match the level of energy, and so if someone's angry, we tend to be defensive. If someone's frustrated or irritated, we also tend to be defensive. Um, if if they're sad, bringing in one of those six ways from the previous episode to be empathetic, we can get honestly a little too lost in that empathy. So we actually have to balance that. And so then our responses are coming from that place of defensiveness or justification or reactive mode. And so... Slowing down, that was one of the strategies from last time, then thinking how you'd respond if you were talking to your grandma. So, you know, your, your grandma, uh, if you think about she comes from a time somewhat past when things were different, people communicated differently, and so you may need to slow down and you may need to make your language a little more neutral or even or... Not as much colloquialisms and nicer, honestly. Nicer. So you think about how you would say something to your grandma. There's also that idea of of respect, respect for your elders. And we all actually deserve that respect, but sometimes it can be easier using that avatar of of your grandma. Uh, to, to bring in that, that level of elderly respect that, again, we all deserve. The second method I want to share with you is something I created eons ago when I was teaching writing in, in various settings, and I call it the PNP method. And it stands for positive, neutral, or negative, positive. And so you start out with something positive because that sets the tone. And so that might be something like, I hope you're having a great day. I hope it's beautiful weather where you are. I'm happy to be able to help you. So all of those are very positive and they set the tone. The This is something to remember just in communication in general is whatever you start out with sets The tone. So, what is the tone that you want to set? Is it to be a problem solver? Is it to reestablish a relationship? Is it to move forward, that forward motion? Whatever it is, be aware of the purpose and then what's the tone you need in order to fulfill that purpose. So, you start out with something positive. And then you go into the N, either the neutral or the negative. Here's the problem, here's the situation, whatever that might be. And then you end with a second positive, the P, P PNP. And this is where I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation or I am looking forward to helping you solve this issue, whatever it might be. P, N, P. Now, of course, we also train and coach on communicating with people according to their values and their personality styles. And that is absolutely true. If someone is a very high action, they want you to get to the point right away. So your your P in in the PNP method might be rather short for an action. You still want to include that because otherwise it can look really brusque and short where it's just The end that neutral that negative and it can just sound you know just so cold and you never want to do that so the pnp method whether this is in person and face-to-face on the phone or an email my funny story about that is my older daughter was away at college and she texted me and it's this has been a few years ago so I can't quite remember all of it but the first one was the first part of the text was this very long text I hope you're having a great day and that you're enjoying your morning and then it was whatever she was really texting me about she needed something right I just don't remember exactly what it was she needed and and then the 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 second p the second positive was something like you know, looking forward to, to hearing from you and talking with you and I love you and I miss you, mommy, something like that. And then immediately after, she sent a second text saying, don't you love how I use the PNP method? Um, and so I, I actually really loved that because it was, it was like, yes, it's obvious what she's doing and she wants something. But I appreciated the acknowledgement that, yes, I knew it was being manipulated and she knew she was trying to manipulate me. It was awesome. The PNP method is not a manipulative tool, it is a communication tool, just to be clear. The third method is the S-STOP method, and it's from Scott Ginsberg, relational expert at HelloMyNameIsScott.com. And he's got an interesting story, so you might just wanna check that out. Uh, But anyway, this is the method he came up with. And what, so I'll go through what the SSTOP stands for. So the first S is for surprise. And this is where you kind of go, really? And this is, I will say, this is probably the one part of the method, his particular method, that I'm somewhat ambivalent about. Because if somebody is really hot and bothered about a problem, the last thing he wants to hear is, really? And his answer could be like, yeah, didn't I just expletive, expletive, (laughs) expletive say that? So sometimes I leave that first S out. The second S stands for sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. And you could add, this is my add to this, you could add a thank you, as in I'm sorry to hear that and thank you for letting us know. The T stands for that's, and this is where you bring in some empathy, where you might say that's awful, horrible, or whatever it is you wanna say. This shows empathy and that you are on the customer side, which brings in those two things, two of the six things I mentioned in the last episode, which is make it customer centric and show some empathy. The O stands for offering. This is where you figure out how you can make it better. And the last P is for promise. I promise to take care of this right away. When you think about it, when somebody has a problem, that's what they want. They want to know that it's going to get solved. And so that's what your job is, is solve their problem. So here's what this sounds like. So example, hi, this is Miss Jackson from room two three two one. Um, I asked for a non-smoking room, but I think Joe Camel must have stayed here last night. And here's the customer service response using the S stop method. Really? I'm sorry about that, Miss Jackson. Thanks for telling me. You know that's not normal at my hotel. Fortunately, I work miracles and I will personally get you a new room right away. He showed empathy. He fixed the problem. All with a great attitude, great service. All right. And then the last method that I want to share with you is what I mentioned at the beginning, which is whatever you do, do not escalate you may even have to have a visual or you teach your customer service people to have this visual that if that customer is hot, angry, irritated, frustrated, sad, even all that gamut of emotions and you say, okay, this is where they are. And you can either, you know, think of it as, you know, high as in escalated high, or you can think of it as Low vibration, low frequency, depending on your uh, your knowledge in the metaphysical world. And you think, where do you, where does the customer service rep need to be? And it's this even place, this neutral place. And so it just may be you want to de-escalate. and sometimes that's having somewhat of a soothing voice. Somebody that's angry is probably going to talk loud and fast. So the customer service rep, can slow down their their voice and have somewhat of a quieter tone and then the psychological effect is that the person on the other side they're potentially going to match that now not always because if they're really angry and it's really and they just and they don't feel heard and acknowledged then they may still stay in that escalated place but what's really important is that the customer service does not match, the customer service rep does not match that level of escalation. So whatever training programs you have needs to emphasize that. I hope you have found this helpful. I'd love your feedback if you start implementing some of these techniques and strategies with specifically your customer service department or your staff and employees in general, I'd love to hear how that's working, what you all think of it, what improvements you've made to these strategies and techniques and where you might need a little bit more training or help rolling this out to your company. You can always find us at www.theshulergroupllc.com and here's to delivering great customer service and solving their problems. Until next time... May you thrive.